right now we're live uh hey guys so this week uh is the first official week that the season has quote unquote started uh on thursday we had the illustrious hall of fame game uh training camp is now in full swing and we got a whole bunch of stuff to get through um so uh, with that as a brief introduction uh there's not a whole lot of league news to talk about everything is pretty much the exact same as last time uh, we do have something i want to bring up though while we're talking about that so a one running back in new york saquon barkley has been removed off the pup list and if i glance at the commissioner's roster i see that saquon barkley is still in his ir spot letting him have an extra player so i'm going to put you on the spot alex and i want you to correct that decision right now live on the show who are you going to drop? Who's the one guy in your roster that you're going to willing to let go? I forgot. He was, Live roster mania. I forgot he Here was, we go. I forgot he was on the IR after this after this podcast. I'll, I'll figure out who I'm going to drop. It's probably going to be Drew Locke. Well, there's a starting quarterback for guys to need, but um, he yeah. Was, he was on the waivers for four weeks before that. He'll be on the waivers. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up, but... It's been a interesting game. I mean, we didn't really, really see much at the Hall of Fame game. We saw Najee get a couple carries, a couple catches. But I think, far and away, the best player on the field was Chase Claypool. And he is slowly climbing up my board, to be completely honest. I know it was just preseason and he's playing against backups. But, like, he was just... He played very well. I didn't, like... I think a lot of the bias with him, for me, is that I see him go, like... Look at last year where you got four touchdowns in a game out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it was just like a one-game wonder. But, like, the more I look at it, the more, like, I realize, like, this guy's actually good. So, I don't know. What do you guys think of Chase Claypool? Uh, I think my opinion on Chase Claypool is he's very average. I think he's just a very average player. I don't think he's anything special, but I don't think he's bad. What do you mean average? Do you mean average in skill set or average in production? Give me a comparison. Um, well, you're saying he's like Jarvis Landry. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. I would put him. Production wise, production wise. I would put him. I would put him right. I think that's a good, good comparison. He's like a. He could go off one week for twenty twenty five, or he's going to give you a solid negative two. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause right there. I want you to tell me when the last time you think Jarvis Landry got 20 points in a game was. Hey, well, I'll tell last, you. I'll, yeah, I know he did it last year. I had Jarvis Landry. I'll tell you right now what his last. Wow, game he, was. he did. <laughs> he did do it one game last year. That's right. Um, he, I, I'll say I I I I hard disagree with what Kai said. I think he's. I don't think he's an average player. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's all the way there yet. He has a lot of potential, and he made a lot of plays last year that show he has a lot of intangibles. Like his speed is is real. Like he has some real speed. The thing I think where he struggles is just completeness. I think there's just little edges to his game that just aren't ironed out yet. And I think I kind of agree with you, Marco, but not to the extent where I'm willing to say this guy's like elite or like. I never said he's elite, but I think he's. Easily gonna be a top twenty receiver this year. I, even then, I, I wouldn't say. I would. I would say if you if you say if you get, if you would have said like top twenty like five, I'd be. I. I'd, I'd, <laughs> top twenty one. <laughs> no, not even that. Like the top twenty is a bunch of really good players. Like a lot of really good players. Like I think around like like wide receiver twenty right now uh, on ADP is uh, DJ Moore, and I, I would take DJ Moore every day of the week. Even if you go down a bit on that list, like I would take 
like he's right now sitting at wide receiver 29 and i think i would agree with like like wide receiver 25 is deontay johnson 23 is kenny galladay like all these guys i would no question take over him kenny galladay is significantly better than him yeah better yeah but it's just like the joe mixon saga where you don't know if kenny galladay is gonna go out there and play for 15 games but last thing i want to say is about george Lange. i went and look at his numbers and ironically enough you had 20 points in a game exactly one time in each of the last three years. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's just he could he could get you 20 points, <laughs> but if he's already done it this season, then he won't. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I I honestly expected more out of him, but when OBJ went down, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, is there any, any other thoughts in the Hall of Fame game? Uh, I kind of agree with everything you said, Marco. I, I don't think we can take anything away from Najee and anybody else, but Chase Claypool looks good. That's good to see. And Michael Gallup was supposed to, like, like he's supposed to be the best, like, the, he was supposed to be probably the best player on the field. Like, only one of the people who actually had, like, NFL reps and stuff like that. And Michael Gallup, I just thought, looked poor. He looked very unimpressive. I mean, to be fair... The Cowboys quarterbacks outside of Danucci are not that good. Like you got Ben Danucci, Cooper Rush. Like those guys don't really scream good quarterbacking. But like you'd expect, like Michael Gallup to at least get open. And now the Cowboys said they're not bringing him back. So this is, I mean, we weren't surprised because like they have Amari Cooper and Lamb, so they really don't need to pay all three guys. But yeah, do you think Michael Gallup's gonna be a wide receiver one when he goes to a new team? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's the same thing that we said when uh, Jake brought him up uh, when he talked about his team initially. Um, I think he's just a player that's, like, destined to fit a role and will always have a job. Like I said, I think Christian Kirk's a really good comparison for him, except I think Christian Kirk is better. Um, and I think yeah, that's, that's sort of, like, with the role that he's going to fit forever. Like, um, that sort of... I mean, just he's that style of player, and he's never going to be anything more. Yeah. Oh, well... So, I want to, I know that we do have a couple of stories with the Falcons. I saw that Quadre Olison was working with the ones, and now they went out and signed Dante Foreman. Do you think that this raises your eyebrows when it looks at Mike Davis and his role, or do you think he's going to be the locked-in workhorse in Atlanta no matter what? I think, uh, I mean, these are just the sort of moves that you see all the way, always during preseason, like, the Cardinals, like, a day or two ago also signed, like, Edo Smith, and they also, they also signed, uh, I forget who, but somebody else. And, I mean, on top of the guys they already have, they have uh, James Conner, uh, Chase Edmonds, Eno Benjamin, and another guy whose name I forget, plus those two they just signed this week. I think this is just training camp depth at the most, uh, at the position that rotates the most in the in the NFL. I still think Mike Davis is by far the best on that roster for the rest of the year. That's fair. Uh, do you have any take on the Falcons running back situation? I have no take on the Falcons running back situation. I don't plan on touching any of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, my my philosophy with fantasy running backs with my team is there's always one or two waiver wire gems. And those are the ones you got to get. We need like a Wayne Gallman. Wayne the Stain Gallman. You got to find one of those diamonds in the rough. Yeah, yeah. They always happen. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, let's... Let's continue. Um, so what else? There's been a lot that's happened this week. Uh, so let's continue on the Cowboys since we were briefly talking about them. Uh, Dak has some kind of mystery arm injury. And uh, like Marco said, uh, Michael Gallup's not coming back after the season. Amari Cooper's com- coming back probably next week. Uh, he's still on the pup list for now. But 
rumors are he's getting activated soon. Um, this Dak injury uh, is a bit weird to me. Um, I mean, I personally don't think it's weird because, like, the way it works is if you have a body injury, no matter where it is, especially if you're a quarterback who's, like, doing weird movements, you can't really practice, like, stepping into your throws and, like, twisting your arms. So now that he's finally, like, getting to work off the ankle rest, it doesn't surprise me that he's having, like, a short, a sore I shoulder. Can... Just because, like, as your body slowly works, like, you have to learn how to do the movements all over again. Because, like, it's one thing to practice throwing the ball while you're standing still. But when you're stepping into a throw and putting the ball 40, 50 yards down the field, it just puts a lot of strain on your shoulder that you haven't done in a while. So they said it's like a baseball injury and they expect them to be fine. And I honestly think that's the case. Okay. I can confirm as a former quarterback that <laughs> weird, weird movements when you're hurt feel much more weirder. This so I understand. I understand why they're protecting Dak. It's, it's preseason. It's, not that big of a deal. I don't think anybody should be worried about him. Do you think what I would that... what I would be worried about the Cowboys is their vaccination rate? Because I, I have a funny feeling that that's going to come back and haunt somebody. Yeah. Well, speaking of vaccination rates, I was talking to Kai the other day about Kirk Cousins and how he said he would rather surround himself with plexiglass <laughs> than take the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> and gotta love Kirk. Like. I just couldn't imagine that, like last, like two years ago, you're thinking, yeah, there's gonna be a pandemic that comes in, <laughs> and starting quarterback Kirk Cousins is gonna say that I don't want to get the vaccine. I'd rather surround myself in plexiglass. And you're just like, what the hell are you yeah, talking what, about? But here that's my are. RB1's vaccination status. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Like. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, the season's gonna be a mess, just like every season, and I mean. Uh, if there's one thing I've learned about the NFL, it's that it's ne- there's nobody that can stop this league. No matter what happens, uh, there could be an apocalypse and this league would still happen. I actually like think it's, I mean, to be fair, like the outbreak started in March, like right after the NFL season. So it's kind of like the Americans just waited until the Super Bowl to release COVID into our system. <laughs> so now that it's over, they're like, okay, well. Hopefully, yeah, football will be fine, but yeah, it's the only sport that wasn't, like, had their season move on target. Yeah, alright, well, let's get back on, uh, like, fantasy. So, um, to close up on the Cowboys, um, does this news, you said that this this doesn't impact your, your opinion of Dak at all. Kai, does this impact your opinion at Dak? Uh, like, would you rather have, uh, in redraft, Aaron Rodgers or Dak? I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers every single day of the week. All right, Marco. Would you rather? I think, would you rather have Tom Brady or Dak? Uh, that's a close one. I, I think, think you take you take Dak. I don't. Well, my issue with with Tom problem, Brady is he's. There you go. There you go. You go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna say like when you have two guys like that, it's impossible for me to just pick those two guys in a vacuum because they're like Tom Brady is going like four to five rounds after Dak, so I would always take like. Four rounds of players before I took and and Tom Brady before I take Dak. So I think it's close, and it just like Dak coming off the injury. I don't really want to put all my eggs in that basket. I'm not saying it's not going to pay off. I think there's probably like a seventy percent chance it'll work out well, but I just would not want to put that capital into a guy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, for the record, I would also take both of them over Dak, not not even hesitate. Um, yeah, I, w- I I agree with both you guys. Um, all right, let's move on to the next piece of news. Um, 
uh, Michael Thomas ghosted the Saints for three months. Uh, <laughs> who knows what happened? And, and also, Tyreek Hill has tendonitis in his knee, and now Jamar Chase sucks. So a lot of diva wide receivers. Yeah, no, and while all this is happening, the best wide receiver in the NFL has come out and said he's fully recovered from his foot surgery. So that's good. What, Calvin Ridley? Yeah, you, you said it about <laughs> me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's what he said. He's finally coming back. Um, I think what scares me most about, like, is um, Amari Cooper had... He, like, Amari Cooper had surgery, like, right after the season in January, and he's still, like, battling back. Now, imagine if, like, Michael Thomas has that same timeline where, like, eight months from now, he's just slowly starting to feel better. Like, the Saints got to look at him and be like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like... He basically gave up his body last year, and he struggled through it because he wanted to play with Drew Brees, quote-unquote. But now it's like he went out and had a summer vacation, partied, and then he's like, yeah, I'll get surgery during training camp. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about Tyree Kill? Kai, Kai, does this news about Tyree Kill impact your your opinion at all? Not one bit. Yeah, you're just fully on board. I'm Chiefs fan 6969 here in... I'll ride that wave till I die. Uh, what happens if Tyreek Hill comes out and misses a game this season due to lingering knee tendonitis? Would you be yeah, worried then? We'll 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 go get some other Chiefs fast receiver. We'll be fine. Uh, yeah. No big deal. All right. Well, let's 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 talk about that last point. The uh, and, and I mean his team overall. So let's talk about Jamar Chase and the Bengals. Uh, the reports out of Bengals camp have been pretty terrible. Um, people are saying Joe Burrow looks like looks terrible. Jamar Chase can't get open. Joe Mixon's been complaining. Like, this is not the stuff you want to hear, and it's pretty much exactly what we thought of uh, as soon as the draft happened, where they don't have an O line, they're getting crushed, and now Joe Burrow can't make throws. Um, so, uh, what do we think about the Bengals now after this week? I mean, they're still the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they're still the Bengals. I mean, I personally have, like, I'm out on Jamar Chase just because he's literally took, he didn't play football last year, and, like, he only played football with Joe Burrow in college when he broke out, and he was literally, like, that team was head and shoulders above everyone else in college, so it's like, you have an all-star team playing against a regular team, and it's like, obviously those guys are going to look good. Now, don't get me wrong, Jamar Chase could still come out and, like, be phenomenal. Maybe it's just him, like, shaking off the ring rust. But as for when it comes to, like, a football decision, I am still appalled at the fact that they passed on Panay Sewell. And they're like, give me Jamar Chase. Because, like, the rookie, like, the receivers that came out last year for, like, Cincinnati, they actually had, like, good receivers. Like, Tyler Boyd had a good year. T. Higgins had a good year as well. And it's like, I don't think that Jamar Chase was as big of a need for them as the offensive line was. So, how I feel about the Bengals. Yeah, I don't know. I The the thing about the Bengals, I don't really understand. I understand that they need weapons for Burrow, but you're not going to have weapons for Burrow if Burrow is a broken-down piece of a quarterback just because he takes more hits than anybody in the league. So, I, I don't know. I don't get their philosophy, but, hey, all the power to him. Uh, do you would either of you take any in, in a rookie draft? Would you take any other receiver over uh, Jamar Chase, or is it still him? No question. I personally, if I was drafting like rookies today, I would go either Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, and then I would take Jamar Chase. I would take him as the third. Is, I agree with Marco's list. 
Uh, I think that's a very fair statement. Who would I have first? Yeah, who'd you have first? If, I mean, honestly, like, it depends. If Deshaun Watson ends up on the Eagles, give me Devontae Smith and don't even ask me twice. But as of right now, I want to see Devontae Smith, like, get back healthy, recover from the MCL. But at the same time, like, people are saying that Jalen Waddle has, like, a limp. And there's, like, back and forth between whether it's still injured or if that's just Jalen Waddle's quote-unquote swag. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know exactly how to feel about this, but like I said, both Smith and Waddle have just been a lot more, like, explosive than I guess. Like, Jamar Chase is just, like, a deep ball guy, but Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle can take a slant to the house. So, I'm excited for those two guys. Yeah. And they have a lot better, I guess, offensive teams than the Bengals do. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the other team that's been in the news a bunch is the Cardinals. The Cardinals have basically all the Cardinal wide receivers have been in the news. Uh, H.A. Green looks nasty. Christian Kirk is injured. Rondell Moore looks nasty. And, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. Um does any of this sway you guys either way on AJ Green, Christian Kirk, or I mean, I mentioned Rondell oh. Moore, but what, what do you think about the Cardinals? <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I've like been hearing a lot of AJ Green, right? And I'm like, like this guy is good. Like he was good when we seen him healthy in play. And like last year, like bro just hated him for some reason and gave him bad balls. And like, if you have DeAndre Hopkins respect and he says that you're better than like Andre Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald, like I think DeAndre Hopkins knows what he's talking about when it comes to NFL wide receivers. So <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say like it wouldn't surprise me if AJ Green is I guess seventy percent of what we saw with him with um, Andy Dalton. As a as a Kyler Murray mm-hmm. owner, I am more than okay with AJ Green being good. if AJ Green wants to be AJ Green by all means does this impact your decision on wanting to keep DeAndre Hopkins not one bit because if AJ Green is good I mean DeAndre Hopkins will be good yeah I think I think this team's gonna be nasty I mean if if AJ if AJ Green like like imagine this year comes around right and the narrative shifts from AJ Green AJ Green's career was over last year to now uh, Joe Burrow is the one that sucks, and he was the reason that they could, they couldn't get this guy the ball. Like, what the hell was going on? Like, I in 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 a month, if that's the narrative, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, know. I think that I think that that I personally think that that will be the narrative, just because I feel like the media just likes to hate on like a almost a slot, sophomore slump. He's coming back from an injury. I feel like that's going to be the narrative. Regardless, like as long as AJ Green just flat out doesn't like suck. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, let, me, the let me give you some names, and you tell me who would you rather have. Would you rather have uh, Juju or AJ Green? Uh, I think AJ Green for the upside. I think Juju's been average ever since Antonio Brown left. Guy, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Uh, let's go, Brandon Ayuk or AJ Green. Ayuk. Uh, Chase Claypool or AJ Green. Claypool. Guy. I think I go. I go AJ Green on all three of those. You go AJ Green really? on all three of those. All right. Well, that's puts, yep. I put them around the same range. So around between like twenty four and twenty nine is where where he would slot in. So that's a wide receiver three. Uh, so wow. Yeah, 
he's uh he's looking good uh all right um let's continue um there's been a whole bunch of other news um pretty much every quarterback in the league has been in the news in some way this past week uh matt stafford had a thumb injury for a day and he's fine uh carson, carson wentz will probably be, will probably be back week one is the latest news on on the Colts, so our season might not be over um <laughs> Drew Locke apparently looks elite, and so does Teddy Bridgewater. So I mean, that to me that just that's an me. actual competition, yeah, like in Denver. To me, that's the, probably the most interesting news. Like I feel like, I feel like you could not have two more opposite quarterbacks competing for the job, and I think either way, whoever wins the job has huge implications for fantasy. Well, I mean, both those guys. It's like. Regardless of who's that quarterback, I feel like you can't really start the quarterback, but you'll be able to start the weapons. It's like kind of weird to think about, but like I feel like Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater would both be like bottom third quarterbacks when it comes to, like the starters. But you could definitely have like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy be both in the top twenty-four if everything goes according to plan. Yeah, yeah, Kai. What do you think about Denver? I mean, personally, I'm a big Drew Locke fan. So I would like to see Drew Locke win that competition because I just, I don't know. I just feel, I've always felt like Drew Locke is just one step away from being like a good NFL starting quarterback. He just hasn't been able to put all the pieces together. And I think that having like a, a competition with Teddy, Brid- Teddy Bridgewater will like solidify his role. I hope. I like the guy. Denver's a weird, Denver's a weird Baker team. Mayfield. Oh, Baker Mayfield, hands hands down. Would you rather have him or Ben? Ben Roethlisberger. I think Big Ben's overrated. So give me Jacob Eason. I mean, he's better, but I think Big Ben's overrated. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's about the range where you have him. All right. I can see that. Uh, you can continue. No. So oh. all I was gonna say is that we have had a lot of like news like that. Speaking of quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson showed up to practice for the first time in pads today. Yeah, and he was talking he was to the GM. Talking to the GM, so I don't know. Maybe he's asking him, like, "Hey, man, like, am I gonna go? Am I gonna stay? Like, I don't know." Because at the end of the day, Deshaun Watson like really fucked himself when you're signing a four-year contract just because you want like the home team. Because the way it works is like contract-wise, if you're current team they can sign you to a bigger extension than you can get in free agency so basically like what he wanted to do was he wanted to sign a contract with the texans so he can make as much money as possible and then he told the texans that i wanted you to trade me to a team that way they can pay me the money that i like the most money that i can get instead of just playing off his last team year option whatever but so he's really trapped like lloyd sorry boys yeah so lloyd, i don't know lloyd it's gonna be a Interesting, interesting situation, and now the training camp, we finally have, like, updates and things are actually happening with that whole situation. Yeah. While camp wasn't happening, it was literally just, everything was at a standstill, but now we're starting to hear some more rumors and stuff, so hopefully it figures out by the start of the regular season, but I think he's the type of guy who doesn't really need that much training camp or preseason work to just... Can we for a second... Can we for a second go back to the whole Matthew Stafford and thumb injury? And I just really want to talk about how – I mean, I'm not in the market for quarterbacks, but I think that anybody who is needs to look at Matt Stafford this year. This guy is going to be so good for fantasy. 
I think that now that he's finally in LA and he just has the perfect system around him, it, he's going to be so good. So I'm curious to see what his uh, what his value is going to be. Uh, yeah, I agree, Matthew Stafford. How high do you have him finishing? I think he, I think Stafford is going to be a top five quarterback this year. Uh, would you rather have him or uh, Russell Wilson? See, I, I I put them like right around the same. Would you area, rather have him honestly. or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. Would you rather okay. have him or uh, Tom Brady? No, Stafford hands down. Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady as a fantasy quarterback at all. To be honest, neither did I. But last year, when they started getting it going again, like that guy just had a good, good year. He's also going to play on Saturday. Fun fact. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, you'll play what? Ten minutes? No, he'll play. Apparently, he'll right. play a drive or two, which will be exciting if he actually does it. The forty-four-year-old needs uh, preseason reps. Who are they? Who? What's their preseason game? I have no clue. Sorry, what was the question? Who are Asked who the Bucks playing? were playing. Oh, on the Saturday, uh, they are playing the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my god! Oh. They're gonna, they're gonna... I see why. I see why Tom is playing now. <laughs> yeah. You know, Tom Brady is second in the NFL for all-time receiving yards past forty years old. That's impressive. He's behind only Jerry Rice. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's uh, he's catching Jerry's record anytime soon, though. Oh no. Yeah, no, but yeah, that's a one of my favorite stats. But um, being with the Bucks as a whole, I like. I honestly think that they're just going to run away with the Super Bowl again if everybody stays healthy. I think they're just so... Like, they have, they know what they're doing. They have a system, and it's like everyone has bought into that system. So I would not be surprised. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that now, because, like, at the start of last year, you saw them, like, not really... They didn't really have an identity. They didn't really know what they were doing. And then as the season, like, went on, they kind of figured out how everything worked. All the pieces fit together. And then they obviously put it together for a Super Bowl run. And now that pretty much that whole roster is returning. Not pretty so much. Think... The whole roster is <laughs> yeah, returning. The whole, the whole Super Bowl roster is returning. You are right. So I think that I think that, that team's going to be great out of the gate. I think it's a Chiefs-Bucks rematch for sure. That's what I would bet my money on. Yeah, I agree. Um, we talked about this earlier, but yeah, uh, Bucks are nasty. Um, so yeah, let's, 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 let's keep going. Um the other piece of news, uh, Josh Allen got paid, uh, and then there's a whole bunch of running back news. Um, Zach Moss apparently is now the best running back at camp after Devin Singletary had the exact same blurb about a week ago. Um, Antonio Gibson apparently looks disgusting. Uh, as of today, uh, Saquon Barkley is off the pup list. Uh, Tariq Cohen is quote-unquote weeks away from being activated, which means Damian Williams uh, apparently is now the guy, and he's looking good. Um, the only other running back news uh, is... Back, the backup guy. Yeah, the only other running back news is coming out of the Eagles, and it's basically basically they said uh, Miles Sanders is looking to split touches, which, I mean, what else is new? Um, that pretty much wraps up the running back news. Um, any of this stick out to you guys? I think Eagles is going to be interesting. I know they Miles Sanders is clearly not what they drafted him to be. I'm going to be keep my eye on that backfield because it seems like that offense, it literally, if you can get a workhorse running back, then I think it'll be good. But 
I don't know. I think Miles Sanders just can't catch the football, so that really limits his chances. And I think he's nowhere near, like, he's nowhere in the same stratosphere as, like, Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. So I think he will never be, like, an RB1. Would you Period. rather would you rather have uh Miles Sanders or Kareem Hunt? I'd rather have Kareem Hunt, to be honest. Would you rather have a Miles Sanders or Chris Carson? Chris Carson, no question. Uh would you rather have Miles Sanders or Javante Williams? Uh redraft, give me Sanders, but Dynasty is William. Alright, well that's that's about the area. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that Javante Williams is going to be kind of like Miles Sanders' rookie season while we're talking about that. Like, I think it's going to be a real slow start to him because, like, Melvin Gordon is no slouch. And I talked about this with Jake, too, and it's like, that guy, Melvin Gordon, is, like, he's getting towards the end of his career. I think he is, well, he's 28 years old, and I think this is the last year of his contract. So, like, Denver will not be afraid to just run him into the ground and like, weird as you think his season was last year, he did finish as, like, the RB14, so just outside the RB1. So, I would not be surprised if, towards the end of the season, Devontae Williams gets, like, more work and he's way in the offense. But at least for the start of the season, I think Melvin Gordon is going to have a bigger role than most people are expecting him to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, Kai, is there any of this news that sticks out to you? No, I do think that the Boston Scott's still in Philly, yeah? Yep. Yeah, I think that it's going to be another one of those late-season Boston Scott comes in and then takes him right to the playoffs. Leaping on the man, Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I've talked about this before, but I don't think Kenneth Gainwell was anything good, really. I mean, he started over Antonio Gibson. I mean, yeah, but like, I just, I just don't, I don't see it, dude. I'm telling you, just straight up, I don't see it. Um, you don't like his NFL film so far? Is that what bothers? <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, the the thing How about, about Trey Lance, though. I want to talk about that because okay, it let, just let, scared let, me let, in the face. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's just close off the the running backs before we do. Um, Saquon Bar- Barkley getting off the pop list. In my mind, this basically makes, makes him a top four running back for a redraft. I think no question. Uh, I think coming off this early and being basically guaranteed for week one, I have absolutely no problem drafting him as a tier one running back with the other four. So it's CMC, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon in some order. I think now it's no question. I, don't, I, think, I don't really think there's some order. I think that the order is... Honestly defined, I think it goes CMC, Alvin, Kamara, then maybe I would put Barkley in that, but I would have to put him last if anything. I would go, I would go Alvin, I might go Alvin first, I'll be honest. I might go Alvin, Dalvin, and then Christian, and then, then say. Yeah, well, that's just because you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, I'll defend myself. No, look at, I mean, Alvin, Kamara, I, I mean... I don't have to convince anybody that Alvin Kamara is good, so I'm just going to take that as like... Oh, except I had to convince a whole league one time, and apparently I was wrong, well, but yeah, whatever. I mean, dude, I, dude, I know. Like, when I saw that guy play for the first time, I knew he was going to be something special, and now everybody knows it. The, uh, the thing is, this guy is really good, and he can do a lot with a little, and the Saints have a little, and I think he is the only way they're going to win games, and I think they are just going to feed him, like, every single game. I think... Dalvin Cook's just on a good team, and I think uh, Christian McCaffrey this season. I think, 
I think I think I am just slightly hesitant about the amount of changes that gone on in Carolina, and I just I'm I'm a little bit like hesitant to pull the trigger. Name what was one negative change that they had in Carolina? Well, I mean, it depends. it's yet to be seen, right? I mean, the quarterback, the the wide. Didn't have a quarterback last year, and yeah, but like Teddy Bridge, Teddy Bridge, yeah, but Teddy Bridge or Water didn't play bad, and I mean the I mean they also like lost Curtis Samuel, they lost uh, another wide receiver. I mean, there's just. I'm saying there's a lot in flux, and there is. I just want to see it, right? Like if I if if I could see week one, and I'll and I think then I'll be fine. If he just comes out and drops thirty, I'll be like, all right, this guy's fine. That's literally what he did last year. Except last year he was he went up twenty five points, twenty points, got injured, came back, put up twenty seven points, and got <laughs> injured again. Like if Christian McCaffrey plays, he is. By far, the most... And, like, dude, week one, I'm playing Jake, okay? Jake has Christian McCaffrey against the New York Jets. So I'm expecting him to put up, like, 35 points that week. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I have Dalvin Cook, who's also playing the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think that's going to be, like, 60 points just from the two running back spots combined. And it's like, dude, I would take Christian McCaffrey in a heartbeat. But I am so glad that, I mean, I have Dalvin Cook, so... Like, I think literally that's the only only running back matchup that won't get outscored by 20 points by Christian McCaffrey. I think this guy is going to get, like, 30 points plus week one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see it. Um, I mean, yeah. We'll see what happens. That's about what I'll say there. Um, you, you want to talk about Trey Lance. What do you think about him? So I, would, I don't really have, like, a strong opinion because I haven't seen it. But like I was saying, just the fact that you have beat reporters traveling to NFL practices and they're making a living out of this. Like, listen to this stat. Trey Lance got in with the first team. He took off and ran the football, quote-unquote, at least five times. That's the most a quarterback has ever run at an open practice to the media since Shanahan took over as coach in 2017. (laughs) Do you know how nonsensical it is to have a stat like this? Like, most quarterback runs at an open media practice. Like... What is going on? But apparently Trey Lance has looked really, really good. But at the same time, like Kyle Shanahan says, this is the best he's seen Jimmy Garoppolo since he made it to San Francisco. So it's like, was this guy just dogging it the whole time? Because he's like, oh, yeah, no one's starting over me. Like, I can take it easy. But now that Trey Lance comes in, looks good, Jimmy G is like, okay, well, and the pull up the socks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point in, in preseason, I just... This means absolutely nothing to me. I mean, I've seen this so many Thank times. You. I've seen so many times where this exact Thank you. Everybody said. needs to relax. I hate this. We start talking about trades and who's going where and all these moves. Like, relax. People are going to blow knees out. Decisions are going to be made. Like, yeah, but it, wait for week one. Just wait for week one. Yeah, but please. That, some of it does matter. Like, I mean, the... I mean, I mean... Like, like, take a look at, like, Elijah Moore's ADP before and after the beat reporter saw him. Like, that alone is kind of ridiculous. But, I mean, there are there are things that somewhat matter. Like, uh, I mean, the Justin Jefferson thing, thing that happened this week. He's now, I think he's day-to-day now after whatever injury he had. AC joint screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, what do you guys think about Justin Jefferson? I mean, like, I'm slowly... Eating on him. I mean, I just... this thing, this thing is concerning. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like straight up with you. Uh, this, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but whatever the hell this is, it's, it's probably not good. 
Well, it's not good for quarterbacks, but for receivers, like, it's fine. They just get tore it all, and they're good to go. <laughs> it's a painkiller that you inject into the body for anyone who doesn't know what tore it all is. Yeah. Also, what happened to Tyrod Taylor, ironically enough, last year, when um, he's supposed to start for the Chargers? He had, like, a chest pain, so they went to go inject tore it all, and they fucked up and punctured his lung. Jesus so. Christ. Yeah, and then and then the legend of Justin Herbert. Well, then Justin Herbert is now. I, mean, I guess that was probably the best thing. So, look at Tyrod Taylor. Like he would pave the way for Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert. Maybe he'll pave the way for David Mims as well over in Houston. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Didn't he also pave the way for Josh Allen too? He played in Buffalo for a bit. And that wasn't the same time though. That was before Josh. Different Allen. time. Yeah. Oh no, that was that was Nathan Peterman. Yeah, it was. Era. Nathan, it was a five interception game. And a half. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got a job, though. He's in the league somewhere. I know that. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, yeah. I was going to say, Alex, would you be surprised if Quentin Nelson is back before Carson Wentz? Uh, uh, I would not really, no. I think I think it's a coin flip. So the way, the way that the, it's been explained to Indianapolis is basically that of the surgeries, both of them went as good as possible can possibly be and basically that like there's no there's there's no extra stuff to do so they should be on the shorter end of like the time scale which means around week one or week two i, I have breaking news sure bruce arian quote-unquote said wide receiver antonio brown is playing at a speed he was four to five years ago wow what do you have to think about that I mean, I mean, I think Antonio Brown's Antonio Brown. I mean, it feels like I'll talk to. I said this like five times. So does that mean? Does that mean he's going to be drop kicking punters again? No, but like it's, here's the thing. on his way to the end zone. Yeah, <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like I swear to God, I feel like the only people that recognize the upside of Antonio Brown that I've talked to on this podcast have been me and Marco, and like. I mean, Josh probably if he would, but I mean, no, he hasn't been on here talking about Antonio Brown. I'm telling you straight up. Like this guy is amazing, and like, like he's going to be like sick. Like I like I don't understand how his ADP right now is like in the eighth round or something ridiculous. Like I would draft Antonio Brown as like the wide receiver like twenty five. I I get it just because that offense has so many weapons that there's just not. There's going to be some weeks where he's just not going to see the ball. Like I would, take, and that's I'll, just going to happen. I would take Antonio Brown over CD Lamb. I mean, as you should. As you should. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, <laughs> let's pump the brakes on this, okay? CD Lamb. I don't like. Is... I don't like CD Lamb okay, at all. Kai, would you rather have Antonio Brown or uh, uh, Amari Chase Cooper? Claypool. Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. See, I like Amari Cooper though. Would you rather have Antonio Brown or uh, Cooper Cup? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cooper Cup's my guy. Would you rather have I'll Antonio take him over Brown anybody. or Tyler Lockett? That's also, a tough one. Well, while you think about that, you know, Hunter Henry is having an MRI after injuring his shoulder in practice today or yesterday. I I, I think I heard about that. I, I was assuming that we were going to have more news, but I don't think we have. No, we just found out that he's having an MRI. Yeah, that's bad news for him. Okay, this glass. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Antonio Brown, good at football. I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about Antonio Brown. Crazy, but he can catch that ball like it's his day job, and it is. Yeah. Yeah. He, he tried becoming a rapper, and I don't know, it didn't really work out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 wrap up the rest of the the news for the week. Um, the fun digs not practicing today. Oh, whatever. Neither is Julio Jones. Injury. It's fine. Um, all right. Darnell Mooney apparently is on fire with route running. Uh, Brian Edwards has been compared to, I think, seven Hall of Famers and now is consistently running with the ones. Uh, Urban Meyer said DJ Chark had a surgery and he's going to be back for week one. Basically a broken hand. So, I mean, who knows? We'll see. Elijah Moore is now... Elijah Moore is now basically only working with the first team. Uh, Kenny Galladay's out with a hamstring two to three weeks and... That about wraps it up. The only other thing that I'll mention is uh, Darius Leonard is now the highest paid linebacker in league history. Yeah. So shout out to that guy. Um, but yeah, is there anything in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> we'll see. Shout out to that guy. What a wait. I feel so bad for that guy. Absolutely, I hate that franchise. Wasted a career. That's fine. It's what not okay, man. That's like. Dude, if you put Paint Man on any other franchise for 17 years, I promise you they have more than one Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. Um... They also had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Like... Dude, I know. You don't got to tell me. I was watching it. Oh, that's crazy. I watched this whole thing happen, dude. I, I don't, yeah. Let's, uh, I mean, let's just wrap it up with this. Um. What do you guys are? What are you guys expecting to learn from week one proper of preseason? Is there anything that you're excited for? Um, is there anything that you are looking forward to? Who still has their ACLs intact? That's what I'm excited for. I'm excited to watch rookie quarterbacks play. Same. Like there are so many, like rookie quarterbacks coming in. Because like last year, we didn't really have that many quarterbacks play in preseason. Like I don't remember if Burrow played. I remember like Tua was recovering from his hip surgery, so he didn't play. In the preseason, um, I'm blanking on who else were the rookie quarterbacks last year, but like, didn't am I missing someone? Burrow. Like, obvious. Yeah, but no, besides Burrow, I said that. Uh, Herbert. Uh, yeah, 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 Herbert, Herbert, Herbert. And Jordan Love, I guess, to be fair, but yeah, those guys didn't really have reason. And I just feel like the hype around this year's quarterback class is a lot more than it was over last year. So oh, yeah, I am really yeah. looking forward to seeing all those guys play, like Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, like all those I know guys. This is, off, this is like polar opposite to rookies, but anybody know what's going on in Washington? Is Ryan Fitzpatrick the guy? Yeah, he's yeah. The guy. there's nobody else there. He's the guy? Yeah. It's not uh, Tyler Hicken. Taylor Hing Heineke, no. no. That guy, yeah. No, it's not him. The uh, there, there's no, it's it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that's it. I'm all, I'm also really pumped to see these quarterbacks. I think, uh, the the quarterbacks from this this year and last year are going to be the quarterbacks that throw us into the next generation of the of football. Like yeah, alongside Tom Brady. Well, I mean, Tom Brady <laughs> apparently. So if any anybody watched the Hall of Fame ceremony, apparently Tom Brady is going to play until 2030, according to Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. So we'll see if he does. He's gonna win ten Super Bowls for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Is there who is your under the radar quarterback for this year that you think will have a good season? Uh, under the radar, um, I don't know. Um, Are you guys we... willing to take Jalen Hurts? 
There's here's a different question. No, not at all. Iron? Uh, no. I don't think I poke quarterbacks at all. You just get Patrick Mahomes and then let the rest fall into place. Yeah, I would rather have a lot of people than Jalen Hurts. I would rather have... Uh... Well, let me Sam Darnold or Jalen Hurts? God, Sam Darnold. I would take... Oh my god, that's such a close... I don't think Sam Darnold suck. He's due. I would take Jalen Hurts because I think I don't think anything is Sam Darnold. That's fair. Oh well. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that's pretty good for the week. I think we got through a whole bunch of stuff for this week. I think, I think uh, next week uh, when we actually have like more games to talk about and like we have all the rookies to like look at and stare at for the week, I think that'll be good. Um, I think for now, right now, this is just sort of the opening to the football season, and I think. I think this is just the start of what is to come. Yeah, well, we're actually getting close to the drafts. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I think, well, we're about, uh, I'll tell you how many weeks out we are. We are. We're, we're less than three weeks away from Keeper. Yeah, less than three weeks away from Keeper, and then uh, about four days later is redraft, so we are, we are chugging right along. I'm so happy we've spaced out the drafts this year. I don't have to go through a gauntlet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, uh, it's looking to be gone. I mean, yeah. the only problem is, like, drafting early is so much nicer at the time because you get, to just, like, see, you get to just see your team and, like, you don't have to worry about, like, you can relax for a week. That being said, <laughs> you can just draft players like we've seen with Josh's team and just get absolutely slapped in the mouth. Like, you're feeling so good about your team. You got Cam Akers, Michael Thomas, and it's like, holy shit, you have neither of those guys. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, Josh's team, it was predictable, though. Like, I, I said this when he came on. I said, I, I literally told him the only weakness that I see on this team is Cam Akers just because um, he's not, like, extremely talented. And when you invest that much into that guy, they're... they're well, I mean... I'll play Devil's Advocate and say there's nothing you can do. You cannot protect yeah, yeah, an Achilles. Yeah, all I was saying, like when I made that statement, was that whenever you are going to spend a lot of money on that guy, you, the primary reason for it shouldn't be, I believe, in like where he is, because that, like, just historically speaking, I mean, it doesn't work out a lot of the time. And historically speaking, the Rams' running back position has been. Phenomenal. Yeah, but they've, they've had a value. lot of really good players, though. Like, I mean, Todd Gurley was phenomenal. The but Cam Akers literally had one season under his belt, and like he didn't play bad. Like he yeah, had but a he good. Wasn't, he, like I'm saying, he wasn't like super talented. Was the thing that that was yeah, like? But he was enough to carve out a bell cow role in L.A. Yeah, but like I, I, I'll make the case like just, just like straight up, I didn't think he was like that phenomenal, and that's basically the, that's basically the thing that I'm going to stick to because. Like if you are if you are a good running back, if you have one injury, your career is just not just dead. It's not over. And I, I like like a really really good running back, but I just didn't think Cam Akers was that. And I think all, all I'm saying is that I mean, I could have seen this coming, at least to some extent. I am gonna. I'm gonna have a look. okay. You guys keep talking. I'm gonna do something. Give me like two seconds. I mean, that's a, that's all I got. I mean, I, I think yeah, I think it's we've covered everything on the week. Yeah, I think I think this is a good place to stop. So if you don't have anything, I think well, I think we'll end it here and then just regroup next week. Okay, I got it. So I'm gonna tell you.
You're gonna have to play guess the name, okay? Here, I'm gonna give you have I have two running back stats from last year in front of me. I have Cam Akers and I have Jonathan Taylor. I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna say any numbers. I'm just gonna say they both had arguably let's say really good end of season. So I want you, I'm gonna read off a couple of numbers and you have to tell me who is who. Okay. Go ahead. So player A ended the season scoring nine points, twelve points, fifteen points, fifteen points, twenty points. Player okay. B ended the season scoring three points, eleven points. 18 points, 21 points, 14 points, 6 points, 25 points. Who is who? God, this is such an evil... Okay, question. which player sounds better? They both sound awful. <laughs> the, I mean, <laughs> the player... I, okay, God, it's such a leading question, because I'll tell you straight up, I know the answer, but player A is better, just on paper. Who's player A? I can tell you, it's probably Cam Akers. It is Cam Akers. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you watch those games, like it was not in a vacuum. Like, like near the end of the if season. If you watch those games, fucking Jonathan Taylor played against the Texans twice. He, like Jonathan Taylor to end yeah, the season. Yeah, but dude, we were Green losing. We were losing for the entire the entirety of both those games. Texans probably made four tackles all game. Yeah, but we were losing the whole time. Like Deshaun Watson was pumping us. And then, if you look at Cam Akers, like, he had to go against San Francisco, Arizona, New England, the Jets, Seattle, and Jonathan Taylor played Houston twice, the Raiders, uh, he did play Pittsburgh, and then he also played the Jacksonville Jaguars, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up, that, I just wanted to, you know, play devil's advocate and give Cam Akers his due. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. I never thought he was good. I I don't think if Jonathan Taylor wasn't on the Colts, I'd be, I'd be saying he's just an, a a strong dude. That's what I'd be saying. Uh, but he's on the Colts, so he's good. No, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I think that's that's where we'll leave it. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye.